This podcast is for general informational purposes only and represents the individual opinions of Dr. Dimitri Bick, Dr. Stefan de Graff, Dr. Suzanne Mignon, and the guests. It does not constitute the practice of medicine or other professional healthcare services and should not be taken as medical advice or an establishment of standard of care. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements and no doctor-patient relationship is formed. The content on this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Please don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe, but more importantly leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Reviews not only help us grow listeners, but also help us grow as a show, improve our content, and make us better. The problem with being off for three weeks is that things accumulate over time. We've got Antonio Brown well, rediscovering we that he has a Twitter account. And I didn't bring my Ritz crackers with me upstairs, but I have them downstairs. We have Aaron Rodgers um, oh just becoming a talking piece for a particular group of people in America that I don't know if he wanted to do this, but he has. Uh, We have an alien in Miami. We've got weather that has come down to Florida, including a tornado. And I read this morning that next week in Florida, it's going to be so cold that we may actually have snow. We have a naked man in Birmingham, Alabama. Of course, it's Alabama because everything happens in either Alabama or South Florida. Or Florida. (laughs) Or Florida in general, uh, who jumped into a Bass Pro Shop. And I have sound uh, related to that that I really want to play. We've got Suzanne talking about something that happened New Year's Eve. But I want to... I have... Uh, questions about the Nutcracker Ballet that I took my kids to, but I do want to indulge a little bit in selfishness this morning. Um, we have the Dolphins I, I that we have to get to, and then the referees that blew a game against mm-hmm. Dallas, but I do want to indulge a little bit selfishly this morning. My birthday was last month, and I received what I consider to be the greatest gift a human being could possibly get from their okay. spouse. Silence. Well, yes, in 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 sort of respect, silence. Yes, and now my wife is upset at me because I use it almost on a daily basis. I got a Metaverse (laughs) Oculus Quest too. It's a VR headset, and I don't. I'm not using it for what you think. I'm using it for because I know I can see the look on your face, Suzanne. Yeah, um, sure. <laughs> it's not that. I actually use it mostly to play virtual poker um, and like shoot 'em up games. Can you practice and your poker face using the Oculus? 
Unfortunately not, but it does actually really, it does actually just give you a poker face in general, which is really cool. But um, I do use it to escape, which is the quiet that I was talking about. And immediately she regrets giving it to me. So the, the, the question I have for you guys is, have you ever received or given a gift to someone that you immediately regretted or um, they regretted giving to you? She completely regrets it. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to think about it longer. Um, yeah, I mean, as she thought about it longer, she might not give it to you, man. Because that, that that's her time with you. That's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Uh, well, I mean, I love it's a simple thing. lining. You know, she maybe you, like... She... Go ahead. Maybe like some of the things I've given my kids in retrospect, I'm like, oh, shit, that really wasn't a good idea. I mean, it happens. Like? Like... Their Xbox consoles. Same. It's always gaming, right? Always gaming. Always. It's always gaming. They become yeah, it always wrapped up in gaming. that, and then they get pissed at you when you limit them. You know all that good stuff. But it's super right. lining, though. Either either if it's a husband or kids, the the good side of it is that they stay home. I, I will tell you. <laughs> um, we have we have a gift here that is the two million dollar puzzle. I don't know if you've been looking at my. A little Facebook updates on my $2 million puzzle over here. Um, however, we have been putting it together for the past, when was Christmas? Two weeks. There is no box cover. It is a QR code and every piece looks the same. Why would you do that to us? It, it's, um, it's a physical jigsaw puzzle and wow. it makes a QR code and then you scan the QR code and it is supposed to take you to the site where you redeem a prize from anywhere from $1 to a million dollars, right? Uh-huh. And and it's going every, to be a million dollars. Every puzzle is a winner. Uh-huh. So I know that we've won at least a dollar, but I have to put this damn thing together and we've been sitting here and we're just staring at each other like this is like crazy impossible. And I have redone the sides and redone them and redone them and spent hours doing this uh-huh. instead of and you're gonna you're gonna spend you're gonna spend half the year doing this for a dollar no there's a deadline i have to do it by February. oh really mm-hmm. okay yeah so are, you're are gonna, gonna go to work <laughs> you're gonna, <laughs> i mean you're, you're gonna something, you're gonna reach the deadline and realize that you would have gotten a dollar anyway right. i know how to give Something's but it's the give. challenge yeah. it's the challenge is this what you is this what happened over the new year's day oh sleepover? no 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 no, what our happened? kids had a, our kids had a play date, and when our kids have a play date, um, both your child and my child like to talk a whole mm-hmm. lot, and so I'm cooking for my New Year's party later that evening, and I'm preparing all the snacks and everything, and of course, our children have raided the fridge and are eating and eating chicken Alfredo because I guess that's everybody's favorite thing to eat when they come here. And your child starts talking about your cooking. Fantastic. I can't wait to see where this goes. I discovered, (laughs) Dimitri, that you make the worst pasta ever. Your child's words. Your child's words. My dad made pasta last night and it was awful. Well, somebody I don't it I don't make pasta. The worst. You made What pasta, pasta do I make? I don't know, but you made pasta and it was bad. You make the worst pasta 
And I don't know if it was, I would love to know what pasta you. I made. I don't know if he was talking about you or um, your wife that they use too much seasoning. Oh my god! Please, please do not <laughs> he retaliate. Was very, he, you cannot make pasta. Please do not um, retaliate. Go easy on the key. So apparently, on you pasta. How the... do you make seasoning? How do you put seasoning on pasta? I, I guess you know do. If it was seasoning on pasta or something else. I guess you do. I'm know. getting I'm getting raked by a nine year old. This you is are. incredible. I thought it was hysterical. <laughs> and here I am cooking. Um, your kid likes my food. Um, <laughs> this is also the child. Yeah. This is this is also the child that went tubing on a lake. The funnest thing you can ever do, and got out of the tube and is like, "That's the worst tubing ever." Wait, and we're so like. Are, are, is that a way of saying you your like, pasta is great? What's wrong with you? Huh? Are standard. you saying your pasta is good now? <laughs> I'm, what I'm saying is, this is a child that, that <laughs> likes to complain. That's what I'm saying. And this is known about this child is that if he if he doesn't get everything that he wants, he mistakes that for not getting anything. And so we love him for this quirk that he has. And this is just who he is. This is just who he is. So there's no offense take. I have no idea what pasta he's even talking about. I don't know how you season pasta. Well, I don't even know if he was talking about your seasoning or Maria's seasoning. I'm not sure. But your pasta was the worst. And that's all I know. I, I don't know. And you did not get the Chef Ramsay seal of approval. Okay. Listen, I took these kids. These kids don't appreciate anything. I took these kids to the Nutcracker. Okay. Me and Maria took these kids to the Nutcracker, which is an a, a, amazing ballet. Okay, where like if this was like 50 or 60 years ago, this would have been like the highlight of their entire December. But of course, the two of them fell asleep, which, you know, because they didn't have like their Nintendo with them or whatever. Okay. And and it got me thinking on two things. Number one, what is the story of the Nutcracker, by the way? Because I read the story, the synopsis, and it's um, this weirdo shows up at, at a party, at a Christmas party. And gives this little girl a nutcracker toy that comes to life at night and takes and whisks her away into this fantasy land with kings and queens and they all do some dance and then the show ends. So, like, what happened here? They were high. Uh, a, a weirdo shows up. It's kidnapping. She disappears, and and now is like, like lost. Like, wh what is going on here? And I told Maria this, and she's like, "You idiot." It's a dream. She had a dream. She didn't actually dis him. And I'm like, no, that's not what it says here. That's not what it says here. It says that she actually went into this land. No, it was a dreamland. Or she well, was high. So. Well, they need to be more. She was high. She's nine. The family might have drugged her to get her to sleep so they could party. So the. Okay. Anyway, the other thing that I was wondering. I bet is you they I made better the pasta. The other thing that I was wondering is. It, in the music, I, I started hearing the music and I'm like, this is all from like car commercials and like insurance commercials, this music. Like, well, car uh, commercials have used the music. Has used the music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like all state, the Mayhem used the music and like it's in an M&M's commercials. And I'm thinking like, um, is this where kids learn classical music now? Is, is it even classical music anymore? What do they call it? Because classical music is like Led Zeppelin now, right? <laughs> I know. God.
mentioned earlier the uh, the guy that jumped into the pool in Alabama. I, I can't stress enough how funny this is, um, and that I had I had a, a clip that made its way onto Twitter that uh, that explained this. This is uh, from Blair Erskine. The caption is Bass Pro Shop guy's wife speaks out. And this is her explaining what happened uh, with this guy that jumped into the uh, the aquarium at a Bass Pro Shop in uh, Alabama. Um, today we took the kids to Bass Pro Shop so they could get their picture made with January Susanna. And um, while we were there, um, my husband decided to get into the swimming pool and it is a swimming pool. Aquariums have tops on them. If you don't want us to get in it, you put a top on it or else it's a swimming pool. It's apparently somebody took a video of it and put it online and I have been seeing some nasty, nasty comments. And I just have to say, if you're at Bass Pro Shop and you see a grown man take off all his clothes and get butt ass naked in the swimming pool, you need to mind your business. If you're looking at his penis, you're a pervert and you should be looking at God's penis because yes, God is a man and yes, he does eat meat. At our house, we oh, like boy. to say he might not have the biggest part, but he does have the biggest heart. His earthly penis might be small, but his spiritual penis, the one he'll have when he gets to heaven, is massive. And it's always inside. And if anybody from Bass Pro Shop is watching this right now, I just want to say we should get our January 6th Santa photos for free. That's the least y'all can do. The least. All right. So I watched that and I'm like, Boy. <laughs> I, I, this, this can't be, it, it just, it just can't be real. I can't because with that, you know, look, with everything going on in America right now, I, I, like, I just can't believe think, things are so stupid right now that, yeah, it could be real, but even this can't possibly be real. But it's like the guy who jumped in naked at It's a Small World in California. Well, no, the guy is real. That happened. And there's even a photo of him butt ass naked completely top to bottom naked with the police arresting him on Twitter. Like it's not censored like children who have Twitter accounts well, are, are, can see this. Are we going to, that's sign? real. Are you are talking about the interview with the wife? But I'm talking about this clip of her Got it. coming on and explain quote unquote explaining it. And I'm like, I, I cannot believe like with ever with the stupidity in this country going around this even this sounds ridiculous. And then I looked at her account and it says writer for Jimmy Kimmel. So <laughs> and I'm like, you okay. Got, you got duped. Yeah. We we all got duped. And I got yeah. and I'm like, I, I almost got I almost got butt cracked. I verified my source. See America, this is what you do. When you think that something is real. You go and you verify your source and you make yeah. sure that it's, that it's a real legitimate source and it's actually yeah. just a writer. And she's so funny. <laughs> which brings me to my next point, which it's is funny. this alien story. No, I, Yeah, but I was going to say it's funny. We're going to get to it later. That in the same breath, you mentioned Jimmy Kimmel. Trust your source. 
Right. And then we'll, we'll talk about okay. later. All right. <laughs> There's two things going on here. Let, let me just do the alien thing real quick because this is the, the, the sources and Jimmy Kimmel and Aaron Rodgers and conspiracies. This all ties in together. Right? together. This, this alien thing that happened in Miami, when I first saw this video, uh, Miami Mall was trending and there is no such thing as Miami Mall. Um, but it turned was out it, to be was Bayside. It, it was Bayside Marketplace, was Bayside. which is right next Bayside. to the Heat Arena. Correct. That's F- right next uh, to what I FTS call American Airlines Arena. But now it's like, what, Kasaya Center? It will always be the AAA to me. And I have never seen this many police answer a call ever, ever. It's so many police. It looks like they sent the entire... Miami City, right? Miami Police Force. I, I it looked like know there was a shooting or something like that, right? Like a bump. Got, I, you know what it looked like? Do you ever see Batman? Batman Rises. Yeah, the, the final last like Batman yeah. Yeah. with yeah. Bane. It looked like that, where they sent all of the police into the underground oh. tunnel and got. That's what it looked like. And I'm like, is Bane there or something? Like, what's going on? And then they're like, the conspiracy theories popped up and it's like an alien and they're showed, (laughs) they showed the grainy footage of this little like shadowy figure running down the street. And I'm like, it's an alien. And then I brought this up to you guys and Suzanne sent me a video, which I already had seen of a gang of kids beating up. It was a group of, it was a large group of kids that were involved in a fight and. Right. There was no alien, Dimitri. I, I, I got to be honest with you. To cover up the alien. I got to be honest with you, Suzanne. It was disproportionate. So there's something I, behind it. I that, that's exactly right. It's, it's, it's they sent every single unit in Miami for, for kids, bro. 20, 20 teenagers. If, if, yeah. if you're right, and this is, and it was 20, and it was 20 teenagers beating up one teenager which is what you the video you sent which i had seen already mm-hmm. i'd seen it before i'd seen the police video if that's true then that's the reason they sent it and i don't know that that's true because it looked to me like that was on the streets of miami versus bayside which is an outdoor mall and that it looks different to me but okay if that's true the proportion of police they sent for that is so disproportionate and um and I didn't see any weapons. I just saw them using fists and and is and it, it disproportionate, or did they get a call about potential weapons? Yeah, Are they trying to yeah, avoid think, something that happened, like on Hollywood Beach with the shooting that happened. Right. There. I think must have been a misunderstanding. It must have been a, a threat. The kids that were the kids that were beating up the other person were all black, mm-hmm. and the kid they were beating up was white. And they sent you, the entire think, city of uh, Miami police. You think somebody I'm, called and said and said, "Oh, a group of black kids beating up a white kid," and then they sent the entire and they sent the entire city of Miami police force. Yeah, I, I mean, that could be. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I keep saying they sent the entire city. I don't know that for a fact. But like when it, when you look at the video, it's I, I didn't count. But you know why it was? You might have been a Karen. Police. You might have you might have been a Karen making the phone call. That's what it was. I. A Karen made a phone call, made it sound like it was like some kind of bomb threat or some kind of, of killing of, you know, gang killings. And then they made it worse than it actually was. But even in a, even in a shooting, like in a school shooting, have you ever seen that many police? I don't know. A video? I don't know. I, was, was, seemed... that, was, that, was that ever a gunshot? 
I don't think so. No, I don't. There was no I didn't, But there's so little information about it. That it must be an alien. That that's why there's a conspiracy theory about the it. Point, because there's I, I so, think... Even in a school shooting, for instance, in any shooting, it's always, it's a shooting. This is the purpose, you know, active or not active, or we got him. Here's the response. Here's the press conference, right? This this is what it is, right? Mm -hmm. In this situation, it's there's a video of 40 police cars with lights and sirens. Here's a grainy video of some shadowy figure. And here's the video of, of 20 teenagers beating up a kid. This is what happened. No press conference. Just a, a, a statement from the police saying it was teenagers. That's it. Right, because because they care about <laughs> about about proofing conspiracy theories, they have to come in that it was not aliens. We're not going to do the conspiracy show because we did the conspiracy show. It's not aliens. It's never aliens until there's aliens. <laughs> okay, but this is how conspiracies happen in this country: is when you limit information, you get the wackos that come on Twitter and TikTok. And anyway, speaking of conspiracies. This, this Epstein thing happened where, quote unquote, this list came out and it wasn't a list. It's not an itemized, like, here's a list of everyone that showed up on Apparently this Apparently the island. list is being delayed. They're delaying the some parts of it until but, the end of the month. But it's not even a real list. It's redacted documents from the court. It, it, it's not a itemized list of people, like one through a thousand. It's not that. It's redacted documents with maybe some names on it. And some people are going to be on this and some people are not. So you're not even going to have a full list. And meanwhile, you got a guy who is talking about another conspiracy. And if you heard this one, the NFL <laughs> conspiracy that the NFL is scripted, which is to me even more funny because the NFL's uh, Super Bowl logos used to be just this kind oh, of yeah. standard matte kind of one color you know, uh, up until like three years ago when they went to gradient logos with different colors. Um, and since then, these colors have matched the colors of the teams in the in the Super Bowl. Um, and of course, the conspiracy dudes are like, um, oh, it's it's got to mean that the NFL scripted, even though there's like three teams with the same color scheme. And this year, the color scheme is red and purple. And right? San Francisco and Baltimore are the number one and number two, the number one teams in each conference. And of course, everyone thinks they're going to make it to the Super Bowl and it's entirely possible. And of course, the Dolphins are something. You know, sports is, sports is such a, is such a, <clears throat> a, a controlled business that I wouldn't be surprised. What, look what happened with NCAA football. You know, I, there's powers, there's powers that, end, <laughs> that control ending of seasons and, and matchups <laughs> and money and TV rights and stuff like that. It's business. <laughs> But the, the idea that it's scripted, like, look, and, and, and the reason it's coming up is because Aaron Rodgers has decided that now he's going to be the voice of a what they think is a disenfranchised group. And, and this, this topic with him and Jimmy Kimmel that came in from this, um, uh, the, this uh, Epstein list thing, mm -hmm. this is a bigger deal and deserves its own show. So I think we're going to ice this for another time well, because Nick Wright did a 15 minute, there's a 15 minute clip of Nick Wright going into this on his show. Um, and that is um, really something that we need right. to well, delve into. 
be, because um, what's happening in America is is specifically what's happening here. So we're going to ice right. that for a second. But, but I think we did an episode on conspiracy theory, and actually we did mention Alan Rogers. And I think one mm-hmm. of the atomized point that we we discussed in in you know in, in you know investigation and studies and publication, one of the use of conspiracy theories is to control the masses, right? Is to have some kind of shining object and control the, the weaker mind, you know. So I think Alan Rogers and people like like Alan Rogers, they have other motives, whether they they explicitly say that or not, but they're not they're not doing it because they're dumb. They're doing it because they might have alternate motives. And most conspiracy theorists, I would, I would bet you, they don't even believe in what they're saying. Well, are they? Or are they doing it because of something else? And look, we're going we're gonna to do this segment, and I don't want to do it right now. And this actually goes into the next thing we're going to talk about, which is the Detroit-Dallas uh, game and the referees, um, but a different angle of that which is why do people feel the need to have perfection? So we're going to do that next. Last week, as far as I'm concerned, Detroit beat Dallas. And they did it in the best possible way. They ran that tackle eligible thing, the one that beat the Dolphins like, I don't know, like 15 years ago where the Jets came back from 30 points down and Jumbo mm-hmm. Elliott or whatever caught this pass in the end zone. It ruined my life for one night when I was living in New York. Um, but they ran that play. And then these referees who, by the way, called the Steelers game last night, mm-hmm. um, blew it and said that not 68, but number 70 was was the one that called ineligible. And so, of course, the conspiracy people were out again, and they said that the, it was scripted, and they blew it on purpose, and, and it was a technicality that ruined this game. And all the videos came out of the huddle, and they clearly he did check in, apparently. And so, you know, and... This is not going to be the conspiracy segment because we're going to do that again later. But this is the uh, and now what what they're saying is you know we need to have replay for ref communications because they blew that. But at what point uh, the, the question here is like at what point do we just you know um, stop with the replay system and just go like you know what uh, people suck sometimes and they make mistakes. And we're just going to have to deal with it. What is this need for perfection in everything we do? Not just sports, but in medicine, in law, in just everything. What is, what is our need for perfection? Human nature, right? It's, it's always competition. You always want to do better than the other one. And it's like, it's kind of animalistic of our human behavior. You know, if somebody's next to me doing some kind of good work, I'm going to do, I'm going to do my best unconsciously to do better, to be on top. We do it at work. We do it with, you know, um, even being a good person, right? You want to be as best as you can for your family. So to to your question, perfection is kind of what, what drives us, I would say. I mean, if you think about it, it's it's, it's intrinsic to, to our behaviors. And that translates in sports, obviously. You know, you want 
referees to be perfect, but they're also human. So we kind of like never uh, acknowledge that mistakes are normal in life, right? It's, it's, we kind of have to tell ourselves we are allowed to make mistakes. It's always forgotten that mistakes is part of life. And that's why we tell our, in our profession, we tell people all the time, be easy on yourself, right? Be kind to yourself, be, forget, be forgiving to yourself because we forget that we are allowed to make mistakes. We always strive for perfection, greatness, and it's not a way of living. Um, and yeah, short answer is that I think it's just human behavior, man. We want the best and we want the best out of everyone and we criticize everyone. Yeah, and I think, you know, just to piggyback off of what you were saying, Steph, you know, we basically operate on two things. We like to be right and we like to feel good about ourselves. And so we are kind of driven to keep that, right? But I think it goes a little bit further when we're talking about things like ref calls and play calls and all of this other stuff too, because now it's not just people watching a game, people playing a game. You have fans that are truly vested emotionally, but also financially, some of them, right? Because we have sports betting, you have people who are buying um, season tickets, you have all of these different aspects. So I don't think it's easy just to say, oh, what is this need for perfection for us? I think we're dealing with an issue where, yes, there's going to be human error, but when some errors are so blatantly obvious, why are they not being corrected? Because, you know, we're always growing up, you know, you, you try to learn from your mistakes and fix your mistakes and whatnot. Now, I think going to replay every single call and every exactly. single ref communication, that's going to make the game six, seven hours long. That's not feasible. Exactly. Exactly. And, and yeah. we still, we're still going to have situations with human error because look in the seventies, the eighties before replay, you would have no replay, right? You'd have a ref call and then you'd have the replay on the TV and be like, obviously he blew it. Both feet were not in bounds. If only we had a system where we could go back and take a look and change the call, then my team would have won and your team would have lost and your team didn't really win. And then we created this system and it still wasn't good enough because the guy upstairs wasn't really on the field and we should let the field guy do it because it's his call and it's not fair. And then we tweaked the system and we got to this place where now the guy in the field is the one that, that makes the call because he goes over and it's extended these games to the point where now we've changed the clock rules because now the clock continues to run on out of bounds until mm -hmm. the last five minutes of each uh, half. And there's still error because we have, you know, 50 and 60 year old men running in the field to <laughs> spot a football that's oblong and has a nose. Is there it nine and three reps. quarters yards or is it 10 and a foot yards? Is he is he crossed a plane? And we've got cameras right on the edge of the end zone and pylons, but did he cross the plane? I can't see because his goddamn leg was in the way. And is it conclusive beyond a reasonable doubt like the guy committed murder? And there's yeah. always going to be something like um, – there's always going to be some level of, yeah. you know – uh, inability yeah, yeah. to tell and, and this is happening in soccer too i saw they do this line thing with offsides right, i don't know if you right. guys watch epl yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I watch a lot of epl they do this thing with offsides where um and i don't know why they just don't bring it up right away but they're like they're looking at whether or not 
you know, his elbow was like beyond this guy's butt because the entire body has to be behind the other guy's entire body. And if his elbow was like reaching, you know, as he's leaning forward behind the guy's butt, who's about to like, and they put up a line and I saw a goal in this, uh, it was a, it was an Arsenal game or or a Liverpool um, game that I needed a Liverpool to lose. And the other team scored a goal on this play and they called them off sides, even though it looked to me like he was on side on the eye test. They put the line up and it still looked like he was on side, but they called them off side. And I'm thinking to myself, if replay can't even get it right and the line can't get it right, right. then what are we doing it so for I, in the I, first I, place? I'm going to go different a different route. It's same thing with the NBA, by the way. I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, LeBron yes. James in a three-point shot. The, the the video replay, we all saw it. He saw it in the game that said that he was behind the line, but the referee still called inconclusive, and the NBA stuck to the, to the, to the guns. My, I was going to say, technology and the, the strife of perfection is ruining sports. Losing, you know, having a second sports, having a human element, the human error in sports is part of it. If, we, if sports were perfect, if we're always winning, sports would be boring. Right, what what gives the sports the that that kind of um, suspense, you know, that kind of the cliffhanger, you know, the the last play and then something happens. Back in the days, you could not do replay; you just accepted the result. Now, because you have replay, and you the leagues put themselves in a position, because you have replay, you actually have to hold yourself to a certain amount of exactitude, certain amount of perfection, because you have replay. But if you didn't have replay, you wouldn't be in a position. You would never be in a position of showing the, the video tip and saying, eh, I don't know, I can't really call it either way, so we're just going to leave it like that. So the other side would always be upset. There's going to be always a 50-50, happy and upset. So they messed the game up with technology, with the 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 willingness or the wanting to, to be perfect. It's stupid. You know, sports right. should not be perfect. It's a human, it's a human uh, um, behavior. It's, it's, you know, can you imagine the, the Incas, the Indians playing their games and they had, they had replays? No, No, but I'm sure that's not a route I thought. But you're still dealing with human error as well, even with the replays, because you have the refs on the field talking to each other. Right. And now all of a sudden, you know, things like groupthink might occur and they're just gonna go with it. Right. Right. Together. It's it's on everybody's face. Yeah. I I do want to add that this officiating crew for that Lions Cowboys game. Um, his crew has been demoted and they also called a penalty on the wrong team that game that was caught. Um, mm-hmm. And I believe this is the same officiating crew that didn't call any penalties against the Eagles, but the called Eagles. them all against the Dolphins in the game that yeah. we lost. There is a pattern of behavior with this particular crew. And I think that there was um, an issue with Brad Allen in the past as well, prior to this season. Okay, so we're going to bring up a conspiracy that this guy's absolutely. You know, <laughs> my my point here is it doesn't take away perfection, the need for perfection, the, the replay, because especially in like the NBA, you brought up, and in hockey, for instance, where you get replays for things like goalie interference, it's still an opinion. You go in there and it's like, is it a is it a a flagrant one or a flagrant two? Well, we're going to look at it and it's still an opinion of the referee when they look at it in slow motion or they look at it. It's not like 
was the guy behind the line or in front of or touching the line. That's an objective. objective. That's an objective, yes or no. Yeah. But is it a flagrant one or a flagrant two is still it's subjective, more subjective. Mm-hmm. right? And and baseball to me is going to if 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 they do this, they're they're talking about doing uh, uh, robot or AI umpires uh, to do balls and strikes. And to me, if they do that, they're going to rob us of one of the greatest things that baseball does is the manager running out and throwing dirt on an umpire and arguing. You get two old people coming out and screaming at each other. <laughs> and that to me is, I mean, I'm an old, old timey. It's part of the sport. I'm telling you. It's, it's part, part of the sport. You live for the is, hockey fights. Too. I yeah. love yeah. those <laughs> things. Yes. I love those things. Where the umpire runs out, that was a year that you suck. You've been calling these. Speed out is like a beast. So speed out is, is you know great. shooting tobacco and throw his hat yes. down and stomp his feet like a keto. Yes, and what is the, what is the manager going to do if it's a robot? What is he going to like run to the sky and if it's an old man yelling at clouds? He's not going to be able to do that. Got a very quick show today. Quick topics. We didn't even discuss the Dolphins and the we'll discuss biggest the game the that they're going to play tonight. The show is going to come out um, after they play this game, but it's the biggest game that they're going to have the in I don't know, like twenty years or something. And they're either going to be in a perfect position to end up in Baltimore again, okay. possibly, or like in a place where they're just going to be done probably for the season and it's the biggest game ever. Well, we still and have a playoff game, but we'll say that. Miami. Yeah, Miami be optimistic. Is just we clinched the playoffs. In, in and we utter could have fear. We a better position, but. You're sounding yeah. like uh, Stephen Smith now. Other, utter fear of their biggest rival of the last 40 years who've ruined their lives um, because they could come down here. You know, Josh Allen could play. Perfect and uh, Wait, throw five play, touchdowns. They're playing Miami. The Bills. They're playing the Bills. tonight. They're playing and, tonight. Or he could throw five interceptions. Wait, is it and, in Miami or in, in, in It's in Miami. You're playing here. I'll it's be at Miami. the game tonight. Mm-hmm. And or you know he could throw five interceptions and they could lose by t- by twenty points. And and you'll never know until the game. And and we didn't even talk about that. But anyway, we're not going to get to it. Um, we'll get to it next week. We're going to have good news next week, though. I'm going to be optimistic. We'll either be crying on this show or we will be super happy about the first game. And if they lose, they might actually be on Peacock exclusive because one of the playoff games is only going to be on the streaming service Peacock. And that will be great if they lose and end up on Peacock because I will not watch that game. I'm not buying (laughs) Peacock just to watch. I'll give you my login info, Dimitri. I will be free next weekend (laughs) of all football. Anyway. Um, let's end on a happy note. It's the mental health tip of the day. Day full of hiccups? Need a shake-up? Listen up. It's the Psych Effect Podcast Mental Health Tip of the Day. The mental health tip of the day in 2024. The first one is brought to you by... Still nobody. I know. I Still know. nobody. I mean, New Year. Come on, guys. Still new nobody. Year. <laughs> new Year. So, yeah, Same sponsors. It's a new year. People year, make resolutions. Time. Sometimes their resolutions are these super big goals. But 
We know when we want to set goals, we want to set things that are realistic, things that are achievable, and let's work on the smaller things first. So, you know, there's a saying, don't underestimate the power of small habits and small changes. So with this new year, you can read 20 pages a day of a book, and that equates to about 30 books per year. You can save $10 a day. Think about Starbucks runs. You can save $10 a day, and that equates to 300, I'm sorry, $3,650 for the year. You can run or walk a mile per day. That's 365. Well, this year we have a leap year, so it's 366, right? Um, yep. Miles per year. You can listen to a podcast like ours for an hour a day, and that'll give you 365 or 66 more hours of knowledge per year. There or you go. sometimes of useless information and conspiracy theories if you listen to us. <laughs> so of, just of course ours is very useful, Suzanne. It is you talk about it is. see things. the humor in things, Dimitri. It's a new yeah. year. <laughs> Find the small things. Yes. Don't underestimate the power of small habits. They do yeah. add up over time. Small steps. And always small steps. Mm -hmm. I tell people all the time. You make a small steps in the right direction, you're getting it somewhere. That's right. Yeah. It's baby steps, just like uh, what about Bob? And I yeah. don't think anybody under 40 is going to get that reference, Steph. I don't understand what that reference is. I thought Bobby's somebody you know. What about oh Bob? my God, you guys, what about Bob? <laughs> it's a movie about a guy who's super OCD, Bill Murray. I know, I know. Oh, I think, I think I've it's seen one of the it. best. I know what you're yeah, talking I've, I've about. It. It's called sarcasm. It. Yeah. I've seen it. Oh my God. All right. It it's way too early in the morning for sarcasm today. Yeah. On a, on a dolphin Sunday where everyone's super afraid. But anyway, it's 2024. It's a new year. And happy new year, everyone. Are you allowed happy to say year, happy guys. new year on January 7th? Of course. Are we allowed to we're, still, we're still single digit. So yeah, that, that's what I tell you down. Once we get to double digit, I stop. Oh, that's, that's decent. I can that's go with easy. that. That's easy. Okay. All right. Well then. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year, guys. We'll see you in the next one. And uh, thanks for keeping it up with us. Yeah. And we'll we will keep it up. One. Yep. And mm -hmm. we'll see you guys in the next one. The previous podcast is for general informational purposes only and represented the individual opinions of Dr. Dimitri Bick, Dr. Stefan DeGraff, Dr. Suzanne Mignon, and the guests. It does not constitute the practice of medicine or other professional healthcare services and should not be taken as medical advice or an establishment of standard of care. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements and no doctor-patient relationship is formed. The content on this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions.